A warm welcome to Simon Just on What's Next. Simon is the Cluster Executive Advisory Solutions and Group Marketing at EOH and IOCO. Simon, it's great to see you. And I imagine the last 18 months for you have been uh, pretty crazy. Uh, the world has changed so much, hasn't it? Completely, yeah. At the start of the pandemic, uh, I think we all learned really fast. And it's incredible how organizations, you know, just flipped almost overnight. Uh, teams had happened about a year before, which was quite serendipitous. And we'd really helped our clients uh, flip in a short space of time. Uh, but what a year it's been. I mean, it's been, uh, it's been really heavy. You know, uh, Simon, it's, it's extraordinary when you think about this time last year, um, everybody pretty much imagined and most executives really thought that by January of 2021, everything would be back to normal and things would be back uh, as they were prior to the pandemic and, you know, we'd be back in the office. Guess what? We're, we're into halfway into 2021 and um, we haven't kind of changed the position. I mean, some organizations have gone back, but some are now reverting to their positions that they had before. But it's still very much a work from home situation for many organizations. What's IOCA's view on this? Yeah, so we, we definitely see the future of work as, as remote hybrid. And so we have a couple of offices open at the moment. Uh, but we see the future definitely emerging as a combination of remote work and in-office collaboration. You see in the news how some of the big US corporates are now, you know, trying post-vaccine to usher their people back to the work, uh, the, the workplace, and stands, various stands being taken. Our view is the future is definitely a combination. But I think, uh, you know, a lot of the pundits, a lot of the commentators actually see it through their eyes, you know, and, and from our point of view, a lot of those people are knowledge workers and one really has to look at it holistically. Companies are made up of a lot more than just the knowledge worker. Uh, if you think of people on production floors, people down the shafts of mines, one has to look at it holistically and come up with a strategy for your company uh, that is going to be you know, right for that combination of employees and really tap into their human needs. We have contact centers, field services. We obviously have our leadership we have knowledge workers, command centers, dev teams sitting uh, in many remote locations. And we've seen the impacts in each of these areas and definitely the need for leadership to look at it holistically. It's quite extraordinary, Simon, when you look at it like this and, and you look at the massive shifts that have taken place. I think we'll look back in 20 years and I don't think we will see something like this ever again in our lifetimes, this incredible shift that has taken place. But how much of this shift is about people? How much is it about technology? I mean, you just touched on so many different aspects right now. And you, we haven't even spoken about company culture and how you keep all of that together. But, you know, I think it's important to separate people and technology. So how, how different are the two? Yeah, and I mean, we speak about high touch in a zero touch world. And for us, that really you know, speaks to this human connection. I think we've gone from, we can do this forever uh, and, and it's really working for us uh, to learning and realizing how important the human connection actually is. You know, the old adage, out of sight, out of mind rings so true. Uh, I think we've learned as an organization and we see in a lot of our clients that the human connection, relationships, empathy, uh, these are the things that actually drive motivation, drive trust, in sales cycles, drive persuasion, 
so that aspect of, of, of relationships being so key and the reliance not on a screen, but on, on you know, real face-to-face -face connection. And I think this is where leadership have had to make some of their biggest uh, adjustments. So yes, sure, we've done a lot for our clients around technology and ensuring that technology is maximizing its value in times like this with digitization of both client and employee experiences. But uh, I think the key is not to assume that technology and remote work are the only ingredient. It is about, at the end of the day, people and making sure that you put them first. And, and actually, you know, as a tech company, we focused a lot on, on actually segmenting the personas, so defining who these employees are, uh, really understanding their journeys in these new remote ways of work. Uh, and that is allowing us to, in fact, for our own organization, but also for our clients, help them find the right mix and balance for their employees in, in the future world of work. So it is it definitely isn't only about tech. And in fact, as a tech company, we started with human-centered design uh, as the basis for defining new ways of work. Yeah, I actually wanted to ask you that. I mean, um, you, you guys are, uh, are driving this revolution at IOCO. Uh, what's happened within your organization with, with, in, with context to what we're talking about? I mean, uh, how have you guys adapted to deal with all of this at IOCO? Yeah, so I think we've done a lot of work with our HR executive on understanding the employee experience, the new ways of work for the different kinds of, of employees, their needs. And so, you know, applying a real empathy-driven approach to that. We've, uh, we've put a lot, a lot of focus on what we call, uh, you know, an always-on productive workforce experience, which has involved things like the zero-touch desktop, uh, which is something we do for our clients as well. Uh, which is about a self-healing, autonomous, uh, you, know, you know, place of work that is digital and remote. We've uh, we've spent a lot of time optimizing our real estate portfolio, and so gone from over a hundred thousand, we acquired over time two hundred and eighty companies, and you can imagine we had a lot of real estate, and we've been working with our partners not only to optimize that real estate, but actually look at how we look at the future way of work. Um, in, in, in our real estate portfolio. And this has involved enablement. Uh, so we've, we've, we've created an app called GetSpace, which is around you know, how employees arrive, check in, show up, report their, their, uh, their health and their status of their health. And we see the long play here as, as a more sort of democratization of the workspace, where we use data to understand the patterns of how employees are using their workspace. Um, and we use that to determine where we need hubs, how those hubs will uh, function in future. Um, and ultimately, we see that unlocking a lot of efficiency, but also really enabling these new ways of work. Wow, that's absolutely fascinating to see how IOCO is doing it. And I guess that you're taking a lot of these learnings and applying it for your customers as well. I mean, you, you spoke earlier about this hybrid environment that is definitely here to stay. And you talk about the employee experience, which you've just touched on. Um, I, I wonder if you can just elaborate further on it, on, on where it's going in future with this hybrid experience. I mean, this is the stuff that you guys are doing now. It's all about the employee experience. Technology is going to be the the accelerator of this. And, Inadly, you know, yeah. I mean, some organizations are even talking about, you know, hologram technology by the end of this decade that will make things like Zoom and Teams, uh, you know, uh, redundant, I guess, in the future. So where, where, where do you guys see the future of this hybrid office? 
True story. You may not draw me into holograms, but uh, but yes, I mean uh, the, the the potential of technology absolutely uh, incredible. So what what we see our clients doing, and it's a it's a real practical approach. They a lot of the large corporates have defined ways of work programs, uh, and they've got into really understanding policy, uh, understanding. Uh, what they need to do, the shift. I think one can't underestimate change management. You can't assume uh, that employees are just going to show up and, and, and know what to do. And I think companies through the pandemic have actually done that, is, is made the assumption that we give you Teams, we give you Zoom, we give you Google Meet, and, and you'll work it out. So, so I think that's a key thing you know, that, uh, that we've been busy with them. As I said, a lot of focus on real estate enabling connectivity has been uh, a massive thing you know over the technology and the fact that it works and that it's integrated with with calendars is just one thing connectivity and you had Brett uh, van Rensburg on your show a couple of weeks ago talking about this idea of, of of always on connectivity the challenge with connectivity and the cost of connectivity and how um, clients are creating an environment in which um, it's affordable. I mean, the, 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 the ballooning of, of uh, what data and connectivity costs has been to enable has really forced companies to look at this in a lot of detail, you know, how they provide that always on not running out and in need of a recharge, but have sufficient control to make sure that their employees, you know, are using the connectivity they provide for business purposes. So it's real practical things companies are focused on right now. The challenge of the future for me is about leadership. It's less about the tech. It's going to be about how leaders, you know, recognize, I think, firstly, uh, that maybe people aren't all okay, um, recognizing that the future is hybrid, creating this clarity for people around, you know, how they're going to be working um, in this combination of sometimes showing up at work, when to show up to collaborate, creating those norms in the company culture around um, you know, when people need to be together to solve, uh, to, to, to work things out, and then having a conscious plan uh, with lots of change management. And I think every company is going to find its rhythm through a process like this. Um, yeah, the one thing that I would, would say from, from a corporate tech perspective is, is that, that corporates in, in around the world have been really siloed in the way they've dealt with employee experience. So you have loads of HR systems that you've got to access. In an AD world, you're lucky if you've got one password. Mm -hmm. Then you move to, you know, from the day you're onboarded, you're no longer maybe going for interviews face-to-face. Uh, -face. Some might be online. Um, then your onboarding journey, going the act of going for fingerprints, working out where you need to go, all the way through creating your HR file, uploading your, this journey of then, uh, you know, receiving your work, signing documents. Uh, we see new workforce ecosystems emerging, enabled by uh, API ecosystems. So companies putting down almost like an integration layer that can pull the employee experience together. Um, and a lot of investment going into this to, you know, pull that experience together seamlessly uh, for, for the employee as opposed to what they've been used to, a very disjointed kind of journey between the various functions they uh, they perform a day in the life of the employee. Gee, Simon, absolutely fascinating listening to you talking about these things. And isn't it extraordinary 
that here we are in 2021 and we're still having the conversation about the cost of connectivity. I mean, it's a, it's a real challenge, you know, whoever I talk to, uh, you know, whether it's be, uh, you know, people, I mean, kids at, at, at school, um, students at university level, the amount of data that students are using. I was talking to the uh, Council of Universities and, you know, how many petabytes universities are using on a monthly basis for remote learning and the workforce is no different. And I really do hope that we sort out those um, challenges with the cost of connectivity. But I mean, it's interesting, we talk about the future and I guess many companies uh, were fast-tracked uh, last year in March, having to be able to put out all of these workforces to work remotely. And it seems to be working pretty well right now, but we need to look at the next stage. You talk about the world of a hybrid world workforce. What kind of conversations should organizations be having now? Because we know we're never going to go back to the way things were prior to March 2020. Uh, we're certainly going to be in this hybrid work environment for, for, for a while still. I mean, it's working. But what are those conversations that organizations should be having internally to adapt to these changes? Yeah, I think, uh, Aki, it starts with, with leadership coming together. Uh, I think having a plan, um, recognizing that it's a collaboration between, um, you know, I hate the word he human resources, actually, but it's a collaboration between your people functions and them realizing that, um, you know, they've got to lead the change, define the new ways of work. Um, we found pulling together technology, people functions, real estate in an integrated program to start the conversation is a key, uh, a key place to start. And, and what does help when you create a ways of work program, as one sees in the major banks today, uh, the major insurers, the big telcos, they all have a ways of work program. One of the key ingredients is not assuming that we can do this as departments anymore. It, it really has to come together. You can't create a GetSpace app that becomes yet another app on an employee's phone. It, you need to create um, an app that is going to bring together almost a super app for employees that is going to bring together their experience almost from even before they've joined. I think another theme that we've seen coming through, Aki, is, is just the advent of the gig economy and, and the, the, the fact that there is now this opportunity for organizations to really tap into um, you know, new uh, new workforce ecosystem. So, so the ability to bring people, you know, true specialists for shorter periods of time, um, and and in fact, there's a reverse threat there because we've seen great South African companies losing great people to the pandemic, uh, who've taken gigs with international firms being paid in foreign currency, and so all the more reason why your culture program your retention, your enablement of the people needs to be looked at holistically. There's a definite balance to be reached around, you know, making sure that we're still South Africa centric, we're still creating jobs, uh, but recognizing where you can effectively become more competitive by le leveraging, uh, you know, people for gigs, I mm. think is a massive opportunity. And it goes down to the way you enable, uh, you know, putting the work up almost for auction, finding people and networks of people can do the work all the way through to how you pay them um, as part of this enablement ecosystem. So almost, uh, you know, being able to broke when you need work from the outside yeah. um, 
to pull people in to do 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 those types of uh, of jobs for you. But retention, uh, a massive massive theme, particularly yeah. in the development community where worldwide, you know, one's got to hold on. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm I'm hearing a lot of optimism, and I mean, business continues, which is quite extraordinary. I, I think that if we had to, if this had to happen ten years ago, if this had happened ten years ago, rather, uh, I think that we'd be in a completely different picture. You know, I think technology has kind of been the glue together with the cloud that has held us together. We've spoken a lot about this hybrid workforce. I mean, where does IOCO fit in? How can IOCO help organisations? in and navigate in towards this new future of this hybrid work environment that you talk about? Yeah, I mean, and we see ourselves, I mean, our purpose is to solve. So effectively, you know, corporates bring their most complex business challenges uh, to us. And, and we see ourselves as providers of digital Lego, if you like. So the building blocks of, uh, you know, the tech of tomorrow. We start, as I've said, with a really human-centered approach. So we've got a we've got a human-centered design practice uh, that is really looking at employee and customer journeys outside in. So we're helping customers a lot with that. We help them with policy and new ways of work. Believe it or not, we we've got a strong advisory practice in human capital uh, that is really helping you know companies define uh, the policy of the future. Uh, then, obviously, in the tech space, we are enabling these new workforce ecosystems. We're building the apps, employee onboarding apps. We, we do employee screening with our MIE team. Uh, so how you screen the employees they join, get space apps. So we help them build you know, the likes of those uh, in these new workforce ecosystems. And then down to the more basic stuff is, is how, do, how do we Uberize IT support? So effectively, you know, how do we bring the desktop how do we bring it bulletproof that if literally it were damaged, we can spin it up again, make it self-healing, and then we bring the connectivity solutions. And, and the trick there and the challenge there again is to look at the different types of workforce. It's more efficient to have you know, broadband while I'm at home, but how do I flip if I'm a salesperson on the road yeah. uh, to providing remote connectivity in one cost bundle that doesn't get out of control? And so we're focusing a heck of a lot there as well. And then finally, we're a human capital company that, that uh, you know, provides people for gigs. And so, uh, so we are tapping in to really help our clients, you know, embrace the opportunity of finding the best people for really short pieces of work that in the end we feel could make them more, more competitive and effective. Wow, it's a, it's a pretty diverse uh, portfolio. And I was just, just listening to you. I mean, I, I think of most companies and it's understandable. They've got like these, these blinkers on, right? You're focusing on your core business competency. You're trying to get into survival mode. You're trying to be as agile as possible. IOCO is almost like the company that removes those blinkers and helps you see a lot more and making things a lot more transparent and that uh, it, it's such a it's such a powerful movement because you unlocking tremendous value when you do take those well, blinkers yeah. off you know and as you know aki we're part of the eoh group uh, we've been you know to helen helen back and yeah. i'm i'm very open about that and this is the thing that's kept our, our, our people excited about who we are. And, and as IOCO, I think if you can draw it on a whiteboard, you know, we've got the tools to make it happen. And, uh, and, that's, and this is a very exciting time, you know, very to be much. doing that. I think at the start of COVID, we, we unlocked over 70 solutions, you know, from, um, 
from uh, containers for healthcare in 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 um, in rural areas to uh, our digital signature business has gone uh, impression has gone through the roof just as companies have recognized you know they need to remote sign and it's just a countless array of solutions and a real privilege and i think that's what gives us our energy that's yeah. why we get up in the morning is really to help customers uh, uh, digitally solve you know throughout the pandemic we've had this this uh, sort of uh, swell of people wanting to join our organization because they believe in the potential of tech and what we can do. I think the cool thing about, about IOCO EOH as a group is the fact that it's so broad-based. Broad uh, you, you name it from a tech perspective and, and, and probably we can make it happen. Simon, uh, my last question to you is, uh, since we've been in this lockdown, which we still have since March 2020, what's been your aha moment? Have you had like a, a moment during this pandemic, during this lockdown, during this remote work time that you've said, wow, that's like kitching, that like aha moment. Have you had one of those? Yeah, I mean, for me, and I've, 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 I've said it, but, but it's just the criticality of human connection and yeah. the value of face-to-face -face engagement and the critical role that we play as leaders, I think, in, in, in making sure we can't assume our people are okay. Uh, yeah. You know, I think people are going through a lot and in many different ways. And I think if we as leaders think we've provided the tech, everyone can log in and do their work, uh, we're sorely mistaken. It, it actually starts with, I mean, we started at the beginning of the pandemic with e-drinks, and we thought we were very, very innovative, you know, putting our hats on, uh, uh, all bringing a, a, a gizmo or a kid to, to eat drinks and connecting and sharing. And I think we laughed for a while. Uh, but the key thing and the, my big take out from the pandemic is uh, the value of, of human interaction, face to face, uh, being there for people and the critical role as leaders we play and the fact that we've got to be creating uh, even in the heart of wave three, uh, ways to reach out to people and show them that we care, show them the empathy, because that's the thing that's going to drive business, in my yeah. view. And the best thing about e-drinks, nobody's driving on the roads afterwards. So that's fantastic. Sure. Simon, <laughs> just uh, awesome chatting to you. Cluster Executive Advisory Solutions and Group Marketing at EOH and IOCO. Simon, thank you very much. It's been a great pleasure talking to you on What's Next. Thanks, Aki. Have a great day and stay safe. You too. Cheers.